When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome into another edition of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to smash that like button, hit subscribe, rate, review, all the things we greatly appreciate it. I'm Lindsay Smith, and today I am joined by Gerald Borgay and Saul Bookman. Gentlemen, I haven't seen you since Christmas Day, so I'm going to throw <laughs> it back a few days. How was your Christmas? Uh, mine was fantastic. You know, as we all know that I I got married, and uh, it was it was everything I hoped it could be. I don't think I could ever top this Christmas. It was fantastic. Plus, we got to launch PHNX, and I got to join you lovely people. So all in all, it was a pretty damn good 2021. Outside of COVID, <laughs> outside of COVID, that I mean, I can't top his Christmas. Mine was I ate like it was fine. <laughs> I, got to, like, <laughs> I got to cover the Suns on Christmas Day, which was pretty cool. But they lost that game, and it kind of I, it was a great game. I'll say that. Like it was really cool covering that game. But uh, it, it was weird. This was my first time not going home for Christmas, so I spent it with my other family, the Suns, this year. Nice. Oh, there, you go. there you go. Do you guys How do New you, Year's Lindsay? resolutions? Oh, I'm, I mean, I had a solid Christmas. Um, you know, I had some family things. Who doesn't, especially around this time of the year? But overall, it was a really good Christmas. I got a new set of sheets and a pillow, and I am <laughs> obsessed with that. <laughs> That's, I'm a full-blown, like, at-home, homebody. Oh, happy my gosh. Time in my life. I mean, you know, Gerald, you and I should have placed a bet on what kind of Christmas gift she would get excited about the most. The only thing that I think might have topped it, topped it was socks. That's the only <laughs> I thing that I think. A lot of socks, too. I think I legit got <laughs> oh. like probably 12 pairs of socks this year for Christmas, too. <laughs> I was going to go with socks or a blanket, and you went yeah, a, a step below blanket. blanket to sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I definitely thought weighted blanket was on your 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 checklist. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big fan of the weighted blankets. You would think I would be, but I don't know. I just, it's too heavy for me. But anyway, our tip topic of today's show, happy birthday to LeBron James and Tiger Woods. Both are celebrating today. So in honor of that, I want to know, would you guys prefer to have LeBron's career or Tiger's career? I'm selfish. Tiger, a million percent. <laughs> I want all the love all to myself. Yes, a million percent. Tiger. Uh, I would, I mean, Tiger never played for the Lakers, so I'd probably go Tiger as well. Like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I would rather be a basketball player than a golfer, but I mean, Tiger has made bank and like, has he made yeah, more probably, than LeBron? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, ooh, that's I would, I'll look that up. I'll look that mm-hmm. up. That's interesting. You got to think like pretty... endorsements and then he's got movies mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> Space Jam, a new Odyssey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Ooh, that's a good because LeBron was getting close to a billion or or past a billion. Well, his his net worth last his, year, right? His total gross net worth is four hundred and fifty million. 
Okay. He's probably put a lot of money into a lot of the things, and that's why. But um, yeah, that's 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 a uh, liberal. Oh yeah, it's not even close. It's Tiger. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, Tiger by three hundred more million. All right. Oh, well, if okay. we're going yeah. specifically money, then I definitely take Tiger. But also, I mean, plus, plus all those people, like every time you hit a shot, you have like thousands of people following you to the next hole, just cheering you on. Like that's just. I don't know what that would feel like. Like, could you imagine like Gerald sends out a tweet and like 500,000 people are like, yeah, Gerald, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'd be get pretty hyped up about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're just talking money and that type of thing, I think tiger for sure. But I also do um, appreciate that LeBron hasn't had any um, crazy scandals or anything throughout his career, which I don't think I would want to have to endure something like that. So yeah, I feel like that has a little bit of it, an edge to it maybe there too. I don't know. But either way, both of them have had outstanding careers, made lots of money, and are very much so loved throughout the community in the sports world. So happy birthday to both of them. Yes, happy birthday to both of them. Looking forward to knocking them out of the play-in this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into a little bit of Suns talk here. Devin Booker last night reached 10,000 career points, becoming the seventh youngest player in NBA history to reach the milestone at just 25 years and 60 days old. He trails only LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, Carmelo Anthony, Tracy McGrady, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, another amazing milestone and achievement for Devin Booker, but I think this one might be a little bit more special than some of the ones that he's reached in his past because it's such a like legitimate number at this point. What do you guys think? Uh, I'll, I'll, Joe, you can go ahead and start. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very impressive, especially because three of the six guys ahead of him came straight to the NBA out of high school. So they got an extra year on him. Um, and I, I think that's important to note. It, it's, I mean, he's in Hall of Fame company with all six of those guys. So it's really prestigious company to be in. And, and we shouldn't forget that like he didn't play much as a rookie. He had the COVID shortened season. Um, and then there was that one season where the Suns kind of shut him down near the end because they were blatantly tanking. So he could very easily be further up that list if things had shaken out a little bit differently. But it's just it's awesome to see him in that kind of prestigious company. I mean, he's he's a, a once uh, in a generation type of talent. Uh, at least as, as far as this franchise goes, you know, it seems yeah. like we've had about two or three of those and that's about it. And he's, mm-hmm. I would say he's the third or fourth one. Uh, he's just, he's something special. And I, if you don't watch Devin Booker on a nightly basis, you just think he puts up points. He's a good shooter. He can make some plays, but you know, that's about it. But when you watch him on a, on a nightly basis, you're just like, wow, this guy, he's the, the great thing about Devin Booker is he's, he's starting to make it look easy which is what great ones do. They just make it look easy. Uh, I always think the great ones make it seem like anybody could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like until you go out there and you're like, oh shit, this is way harder than I thought it was. You know what I mean? Devin Booker and his performance, it just makes it so smooth, so easy. He's going to be the best son of all time. I just, I, I am convinced of that. I wasn't so convinced of that a couple of years ago, but uh, once Chris, Chris Paul came into the fold, I really do feel like he's helped Devin find that extra level 
and and basically let Devin know like there's multiple extra levels that you have to go to achieve greatness. And we saw a glimpse of that last year in the playoffs, especially when Chris Paul was out in game one of the Western Conference Finals. And Devin Booker put the team on his shoulders and uh, almost had a triple-double. He was, he was fantastic. I love the fact that he's raised his level based on the competition and the moment more than anything. And we even saw that against the Grizzlies, you know, the fourth quarter comeback. And he hit the key jump shot to – that we thought was going to seal the win, but obviously John Morant was on the other side and had different things to say. But he's just amazing. He's just an amazing young man, and he gets it. That's the thing. He gets it. He understands it, um, and he wants to work hard um, to, to be the very best, just like Kobe, just like Michael, just like LeBron, all those guys. They put in the work, and now they're reaping the benefits. Well, let's hear what Devin had to say after last night's game um, when talking about reaching this milestone. Honestly, uh, this one means a lot. You know, I think 10K is better than the five, six, seven. You know, I feel like it's a, a real milestone that that I hit. Um, if Hornacek put me in a little bit more, I should be at about 12 right now. No, I'm, I'm messing around. But, you know, truly grateful, you know, to be in that position at a, at a young age to play with Coach Hornacek, Earl, Jay Triano, Igor, and now Coach Monty. So, you know, a lot of praise to those guys for trusting a young kid and let me play through mistakes as as a youngin because everybody doesn't get that opportunity. So, you know, I got to be thrown in the fire and, you know, even my vets, my teammates, you know, just passing the ball to 18 year old. You know, that's not easy to do and it's not common in the NBA. So, you know, I, I give thanks to all my teammates, all my all my coaches that have put me in the situation to to be able to make this come. And now listen, just a disclaimer, this is going to be a Devin Booker podcast because why not? We saw you mentioned it. You think he's going to be the best son in franchise history. He has already accomplished so many great things um, in his career. So we're just going to keep going down the train. And well, I think uh, real, real quick before you do that, he said two things in that that little clip that stick out to me. Number one, what the fuck were you doing, Jeff Hornacek? Uh, number two, <laughs> and number two, um, can we stop with these trivial, like, oh, they just hit a thousand. Oh, they just hit 2000. Oh, just this. like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter till you hit the big milestones, like five, 10, 15, 20. It's much like your age, right? When, when you're growing up, you hit 16. That's the big one. Then you hit 18. Then you hit 21. And then after 25, it's all downhill. Nobody cares until you have a decade, like 30 or 40 <laughs> wow. or 50. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, can we stop <laughs> celebrating all the small wins? Because not everybody needs a ribbon. Let's celebrate the big ones because those are the ones that matter the most. I don't know. I disagree. I think you should <laughs> celebrate some of the small wins throughout your life and your career. Because if you're only aiming for the big ones, then, like, you're going to miss out on so many great things. Like, in a, in a, this sense with Devin, yes, I understand because you want to celebrate like the greatest of the greatest, but I don't know, maybe I'm taking this too literally. In everyday life, I think you have to celebrate the small wins because they help like, keep you going. Like we're not, we shouldn't celebrate 11,000. Like we should expect that he's going to get 11,000. You know what I mean? Are we going to have, you know, like, I don't want to see the graphic. I just don't. Well, I mean, I, I, I need a minute because I'm canceling my birthday plans for my 31st birthday in May. Because... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, hit 30 last brother, year. <laughs> brother, I have canceled every single birthday until I got to 40. And I was like, I guess we got to celebrate 40. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was funny when he was listing off all those different coaches. Like the joke about Hornacek was funny, but then you realize all the different coaches he's had. And he truly is kind of like, 
a rose that's grown among thorns out here in the desert because he has had zero stability. Yes, he was thrown into the fire and he had teammates that trusted him, but it's because he was that damn good and because he proved himself very quickly. Um, and I think that's really impressive and a testament to his work ethic and his devotion to being a winner in this league. It's not hard. It's not easy to do, especially when you have over 70 teammates in your first five years in the league, five different coaches, two different GMs. Like I, I always hammer this home, but it really is impressive what he's been able to do despite so much being fluid around him. Also, for every Jeff Hornacek, there's an Igor Kokoskov that's willing to counteract. Because, I mean, Gerald, you remember, and Lindsay, you remember too, being there at the press conference or uh, after practice, post-practice scrum, every single time. Uh, yes, we we focused everything on Devin Booker. He's the guy that we want to go through every single. That was a poor ego, Igor impression. Sorry, <laughs> but like that's what he. Everything was about Devin. It was it, like it was almost like no other player even mattered. It was always about Devin. So uh, I think I think everything balanced out. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you want to win games, you kind of got to rely on your best player on the team for a lot of things. So <laughs> like, you can't really blame the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So we're continuing down um, the conversation around Devin Booker. And Gerald, you wrote an outstanding article at gophnx.com last night after the game. It is live there right now if you guys haven't checked it out. But we'll give you the cliff notes. So it's Devin Booker's best three-point shooting year is unlocking the next level in his game. That is the title of this article. So far this year, Book is canning a career-high 42.8% of his triples, taking 6.4 attempts per game. Gerald, break this down for us. What have you seen? What have you heard? How is he doing this? Yeah, so it's a, it's a combination of things. And I think the biggest thing, like I asked Kevin Young about it last night, because we've asked Monty about this, and he always goes back to you know his work ethic, and he's always said, Devin is one of the best shooters I've ever been around. Um, he could never really explain why the percentages never matched up. And I think that was one of the frustrating things for Suns fans and people watching the Suns was his shot is so pure when he's inside the three-point line, or even when he's got a toe on the three-point line, he's so efficient with his shot. Why is it when you move back another half inch, his shot is not as effective and I think this year, it's just kind of all clicking. The Suns have done a really good job of focusing on getting him more catch-and-shoot looks. He's shooting as many catch-and-shoot shots as he did the last time he posted a career high when he shot 38% in, I think it was 2017-18. He's shooting as many catch-and-shoot threes as he did then. But he's also really grown as a pull-up three-point shooter. Um, and that's kind of the big separator between where he was last year and where he is this year because when you can shoot off the dribble like that it really opens up things in his game so uh this was something that i pulled from kevin o'connor's article on the ringer because he wrote about booker's pull-up jumper as well a few days ago um through the first six seasons of his career booker shot about 32 percent on off the dribble threes and of the 22 players who took at least a thousand off the dribble threes, he ranked 20th. And the only players that shot as many pull up threes and shot a worse percentage were Jordan Clarkson and Russell Westbrook. And those are guys that are known as like inefficient gunners, guys that you don't want to be anywhere near. So this year, he's actually ranked sixth in the entire NBA on pull up threes among players who have shot at least 50 of them. He's shooting 41% on those pull up threes. 
And that's after shooting about 32% through the first six years of his career. He shot 31% on those shots in the playoffs. So that's a huge thing in his game that he's able to add. And it really opens things up because we all know he's good from inside the, the two the, on inside the three-point line. But if he can shoot shots off the dribble from beyond it, that makes him downright unstoppable pretty much. No, I mean, I mean that's it's it's amazing what he's it, again the great ones find a way to add to their game uh and i think devin booker knew that last year three-point shooting kind of came back to bite him in the butt a little bit because he wasn't as effective as he wanted to be from the perimeter so what guys were doing or defending him they weren't defending the three-point line as 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 tough as you know they you know other players like a Steph Curry right they didn't have to get on him so it it, it kind of congested things when he would try to get that mid range off or try to take it to the basket because guys knew to kind of play off of that now you can't do that you just absolutely can't do that and he's one of the best shooters in the league now um, he's always been a great scorer he's always been a great mid range shooter but now he's adding that extra element to his game um, in addition to all the other things that make him great you know he's he's finding his teammates more he's trusting his teammates more you know the other night against the Grizzlies again. That baseline pass in the corner to Cam Johnson, that, that's something that that develops over time and with confidence, uh, and it's just great to see. Gerald, how much do you think that you can attribute this to having the confidence in his teammates, having the stability from having teammates for a couple years now versus the 70 different teammates that you talked about early on in his career? Yeah. I mean, I think the continuity and that trust is a huge part of it. I, I think I asked him about it in practice. Um, I think last week or the week before that. Um, and he had said like, he feels like everybody's percentages should be up just because of the way that the ball moves and the ball finds energy is what they always say. So he feels like it's a, it's a matter of the system and not necessarily he, cause he hasn't tweaked anything with his like shot or like his release like it's the same shot. Um, Kevin Young said he noticed he gets a little bit higher up with his elevation and release point. But other than that, like it's not any groundbreaking tweaks to his shot because we all know he's got a beautiful looking jump shot as it is. But it really is kind of having that trust, playing with Chris Paul for a second season, knowing where he's going to get the ball. And the Suns have done a good job of designing some plays that when you've got two rim running bigs now, with DA and then you bring him out and you bring JaVale in, you always have that threat, that, that gravity that sucks defenders in and opens up what Monty calls the second side. So they do some really nifty stuff off the ball that frees Devin Booker up. It's really kind of sneaky the way he moves around that three point line and some of the back picks that they set for him to get him open looks. He's taking more corner threes than he has in his career. And he's always been a really great corner three point shooter. Um, just the catch and shoot looks being up the fact that a lot of his threes now are not, he's not dribbling the ball as much. A lot of them are off of zero dribbles, which indicates that his teammates are doing a good job of finding him wide open. And he's shooting an incredible percentage on wide open and open threes. When there's a defender, you know, four to six feet away or six plus feet away, he's making all of them right now. So all of those things have really helped him become more efficient and if he gets back to his normal dominance as a two-point shooter because this year he's actually kind of down in that category of course he is <laughs> it always feels like it's one thing it can't be all of it at once but once he does put it all together he's going to be unstoppable on the offensive end 
Listen, there's a big difference between Isaiah Kanan and Shaq Harrison versus Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, when my man drives to the hoop and he kicks out, he knows he's not kicking out to Dragon Bender on the wing. So those things are all contributing as a collective whole to raise his own game up to another level. Um, you know, and and listen, you know, we, we talk about CP3 all the time, but, you know, you guys know this. We've seen Devin Booker in practice before. And talk about somebody that just seems like just ruthless and and just he's got that that I don't care who you are. I want to destroy you look on your face, uh, even when they're doing three point drills, even when they're doing one on one drills. It does not matter with Devin Booker. He wants to take your heart like that's what he does. And uh, and 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 because of that. That by nature has to elevate everybody else because, you know, as you're a rookie, obviously you're trying to get your feet wet and your second, third year, maybe you're not finding your own voice. But once you get to that fourth, fifth, sixth year, you know, now it's your team. It's Devin Booker's team. And, and since Igor was here, basically, I've always felt that De it was Devin's team from that point forward anyway, because there was nothing but scrubs and D.A. around and Mikhail. Um, and, and he had to elevate everybody's uh, level just to get to 19 freaking wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you start to add the pieces around him. Now he has the confidence in the franchise. You have James Jones and everything just kind of, a, like I said, as a collective whole helps raise your level. But when you have a superstar like him and then you add in another one in CP3 and those dudes coming in with that mindset, like we're not losing to anybody. We're going to give everybody our best shot. We're just as good as anybody. Um, it's just, it, that's what's making Devin Booker go up another level because, He's he, that's what the great ones do. Like I've said a million times on this podcast already. Okay. So I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything here, but I just genuinely am curious of your thoughts on this. Like, so once he does kind of put all of the different pieces together, like you said, that mid range plus this three point percentage, once that happens, how sustainable do you think that is throughout the remainder of his career or what needs to happen in order for it to be sustainable. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for him, it, a lot of it comes down to conditioning because you have to be in phenomenal shape to be able to do what he does offensively. And then also defend to the level that we've seen him, you know, it's shifted over the last year or two, as far as his defense, that takes a lot of stamina. It takes a lot of conditioning um, and I think for him, it's just a matter of, okay, I know that the two point stuff is always going to be there this year. I think the three point shot is more of a focus for him. Um, he's taking as many threes as he did, I think since his career best year, a couple of years ago, and his two pointers are actually down a little bit. If you look at the numbers, like his true shooting percentage, which takes into account his two point percentage, three point percentage and free throw percentage is not as high as it's been the last three years. It's actually down compared to those, but it's because his two point percentage has dipped by about six or seven points. So if he gets that back up to the elite territory, it's been because we all know he's that mid range gunner. It's, it feels pretty sustainable. It feels like a young player. He's still only 25 who is adding layer by layer to his game. And once he has all of those pieces and feels comfortable with them, like he is, he's already really tough to guard, but I think we might see next year and beyond a really consistent and just difficult to stop player who can score from truly all three levels of the court. 
I think what you're going to see is the next five years from Devin Booker will obviously be his prime. Those are your prime years in the NBA from 26 to like 31. Um, and I think what you're going to see is he will take a scoring up a little bit just because he's that good. And that's where he's going to make up the ground um, on a lot of these guys, right? Uh, when we're talking about the all-time list, right? Basically, you need 20,000 points to crack like the top 50, roughly. And I think you're talking about another 10,000 points, Will. He's going to be better in this set of five years than he was the previous five years, you'd have to think. So assuming health-wise everything goes according to plan, you got to assume that he's going to crack that top 50. And then from there, you're talking about ages 30 to 35, How's his body going to hold up? You know, is he going to be able to to get through the the wear and tear? Listen, these guys today, and LeBron is proving this uh, outright. So is CP3. It's a different era. They're not getting beat up the way they used to be. Um, and, you know, and Devin Booker's never been about load management, so we can take that off the table for him. But they eat right. They have you know science on their side. They absolutely listen to those guys. Um, those, those professionals when it comes to how to take care of your body the right way, conditioning, eating, they have every advantage possible to, to get more out of their, their NBA shelf life. And I think Devin Booker could, I mean, I could easily see him playing until he was like 38, just like LeBron is right now um, mm-hmm. because, because everything is on his side. And he does take care of his body. Yeah. And we've seen that. I mean, he talked about some of the things that he's doing when he was dealing with that hamstring issue a few weeks back. So, but before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break because I got to tell everyone that we all know the NFL season is winding down. The playoffs will be here before you know it. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. So new customers who sign up using the code PHNX can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you will win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Use the code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. And if they do, that's $200 in free bets in your pocket this week with the promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, This is such a fun app because I've said before, it's good for beginners. So if you don't really know much about sports betting or sports gambling, this app can help ease you into it. If you are a pro and you've got all the information, like our friend Shane Diefenbach, this is also a really wonderful app for you because it's got everything that you could ask for and more. So if you haven't taken a look at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, do so now. Now, before um, we move on, Saul, do you have a pick oh, of yeah. the week for us? Oh, yeah. You take that $5 and put all your money on Cincinnati. Just do it. <laughs> Fuck Alabama. Take Cincinnati. Minus 13 and a half against Alabama. Take the money. Cincinnati's going to shock the world. I've been on this train all season long. They're going to shock everybody, including our our dumb friend, Johnny Venerable. Yes, I'm talking to you, Johnny. You're going to lose this bet. Because you're anti-Cincinnati. I'm all about Cincinnati right now. Go Bearcats. Minus 13 and a half. I like them uh, with the money. 
All right. Well, good luck to everybody who uh, taps into our pick of the week. Good luck to you, Saul. And uh, hopefully you can make Johnny eat his words. I'm not betting the mortgage on it, though. (laughs) That's good. That's really important. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, gentlemen. It is. It's a new phone number. Um, So make sure you pencil that in if you have a gambling problem so you can get the help that you need because we don't want you to lose your homes. Yeah, put it right next to your money lines. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. All right. So, Saul, you kind of alluded to it um, in your last statement before our DraftKings read. Where where will Devin Booker wind up at the end of this whole – at the end of his entire career – what will we be talking about at that point? So one of the things that I want to ask you guys is just as far as the NBA's all-time scoring list, where do you think he might land on that when he's all said and done? I personally think he's going to finish top 20, but that is going to move him above um, a lot of the guys that are in the top 20 currently. Um, they're all going to be moved down because you have you still have guys like Kevin Durant. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of who else is out there. That uh, Russell Westbrook, like those guys are going to continue to move and they'll move into the top 20 before their career is over. LeBron is, I think, at number three right now. Um, I think Devin Booker will finish somewhere between 15 to 20. Uh, I'd probably, if I had to wager a guess, I, I'd say he'd probably finish with like 27, 28,000 points because I think this next, like I said, this next five years, he's going to get 10 to 12,000. And then after that, it just all depends on what his health looks like, how many more years he wants to play, uh, what's going on, or, you know, if he's interested in playing anymore, that's, you know, that's something we always have to take uh, into consideration as well. You know, if he wins a couple championships and it's like, you know what, I, I don't really want to travel in, in the NBA anymore. I love basketball, but I want to get into other things. You're like, okay, well, maybe he wants to move on to some other things. We've seen other athletes do that before. I don't think Devin is that type. Cause I think he's much like Kobe. He'll, he'll play till his legs fall off, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, of course, as is my job as the nerd, I went over the math a little bit <laughs> this morning. Um, so that's let's, why we let's, love and appreciate you, Gerald. Yes, that's that's what I bring to the table. Um, but so looking at his first six seasons before this year, he averaged about twenty three points per game, um, and he averaged about sixty eight games played per season. So let's just assume, let's go with some nice round numbers. Let's say twenty five points per game. Um, and let's go with 70 games per season. That means he'll be averaging about 1750 points per season. Um, so if, you know, if we were talking about passing Kareem at that like rate, se- like 1750 points, like 1750 points, yeah, per 1750. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So he would need about 16 more seasons to pass Kareem at that point. <laughs> So not, it's not going to happen. I love Devin, Devin Booker, but Devin Booker at the playing, age of 42, still rocking. <laughs> yeah. The and technology even, is going to have to get way better by the time he's that late into his career to keep him going. Yes. And he's going to have to never miss a three point shot because by then he's going to be relegated to spot up three point shooter off the bench. So when he's <laughs> 25 points per game at that point, God bless him. So that's the unrealistic scenario here, but let's say, that he plays through like his age 36 season conservatively. So that's 11 more years because he's, this is his age 25 season. 
Um, so let's say about 70 games and 1750 points again. At that rate, he'd get to just over 29,000 career points, and that would put him 10th on the all-time scoring list just ahead of Shaq and trailing Moses Malone. So that would be impressive, but even that might be a little optimistic because you know as he gets older, he's not going to play as many minutes. He's not going to play as many games. He's not going to score as many points. So let's say, again, age 36 season, about 65 games a year and about 1,400 points per season. That would get him to 25,400 career points. That would put him 24th on the all-time list just ahead of Rick Barry and just behind Alex English. So I think, from my view, like if you look at some of the guys that are on the list, even as they, like later in their career, they come off the bench, they stop scoring a lot of points, they get injured, they still have their primes that kind of pick them up. And like Saul said earlier, Devin Booker's not even in his prime yet. Like his scoring is going to uptick over these next four or five years. And I think especially once Chris Paul has to take more of a back seat on the scoring front. So I think balancing all of those things out, we're looking at a top 30 scorer as things stand now. You know, maybe James Harden or Russell Westbrook work their way further up the list. Carmelo is every point he scores is working his way up the list a little bit. But I really do think at this rate, he's going to be at worst, a top 30 scorer of all time, assuming that he can stay healthy and later in his career kind of reinvent himself as, as a bench guy who comes off screens and, and hits threes, that kind of thing. I mean, Melo's already at number nine, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, he came back and got himself into the top 10, which is you know good for him. He's one of the best mm-hmm. scorers of all time, but yes. oh man, that's crazy. So really, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of this hangs on what the next, like you said, Gerald, four or five years look like throughout his prime of his career. Can he add a few more points to pad those stats a little bit within that time frame to make up for some of the potential lesser scoring later on in his career? So, I mean, but that's like, if you really think about it, it's kind of a cool, just a something to ponder on or talk about with your friends, you know, like we're doing here. To think about the fact that Devin has been so dominant so far in his career and all the accomplishments that he's achieved, and yet he still hasn't even reached his quote-unquote prime. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy and a little bit scary for the rest of the league, if you think about yeah. it. And he's not even in the top 250 scorers all time yet in the NBA. But, like, he's only 2,000 points or so away from getting there. And if you look at the sun's all-time scoring list, like Walter Davis is at the very top with 15,666. Devin is at 10,334 right now. If he carries on averaging 25, Devin is at what? Wait, 10,000 what? Or sorry, 10,034. I said 334. (laughs) I was like, damn, wait, you (laughs) You missed a hell of a game. Wow. Um, well, if at that you know, rate, he's going to beat Michael Jordan like next week. <laughs> he's he's phenomenal. Best score ever. Um, but no, like he uh, he at this rate that he's on, if he averages 25 points per game, he will pass Walter Davis about three seasons from now. So he's already going to be the Sun's greatest scorer of all time. Assist wise, like he's probably going to finish third. He, I don't think he'll catch. Steve Nash or KJ, because they're at like 6,000 some, and he's at 2,000 right now. But even if he averages, you know, four or five assists a game over the next six seasons, he'll he'll be third on that list as well. Like he is moving up all of these leaderboards. 
And I think part of it obviously is playing with the Suns for so long. It's, I think Saul mentioned this earlier, it's kind of rare where you get this generational talent on the Suns and they stay there for their entire career. Like even Nash, Barkley, all these guys, they were only here for a short amount of time compared to what book's going to be here if they continue to put a competitive team around him. So I would go ahead. Sorry. Sorry about that. I thought you were done. Yeah. So he, I, like I said, he's going to be the Suns' best scorer. He's going to be their number three assist guy probably. And I think he will go down as the greatest son of all time, especially if he wins an MVP or a title for this franchise. LeBron is the, the, the rarefied heir um, when we're talking about what I'm about to say. I would be shocked if, if Devin in his conversations with people like Kobe in the past, uh, maybe even Michael Jordan, if he ever came across them, if they didn't say like, listen, no matter what you do, unless the situation is awful, stay in Phoenix, because if you stay with one franchise, you are, you are now, you are, people identify Phoenix with Devin Booker and vice versa. And any player that comes to this franchise, much like CP three said, he came here because of Devin Booker. It's Devin Booker's franchise. It's not CP3's franchise. It's Devin Booker. And when people identify, just like Kobe and the Lakers, right? It was Kobe Shaq, Kobe Shaq, Kobe Shaq. Well, really, at the end of the day, it ended up being Kobe because Kobe was that dude. And same thing with Jordan and the Bulls. Like, yeah, Jordan went to the Wizards, but we don't even count that. Um, <laughs> but, like, you stay with that one franchise, and that's how you build your legacy. That's how you continue to build – you know, because the fans are going to support Booker no matter what. This fan, this fan base is all about Devin Booker. So anybody that comes into the fold, unless they help them get to a championship, much like CP3 did, uh, they're just going to be secondary to Devin Booker. So Devin stays here. I think he's going to eclipse the twenty-five thousand point mark. If Devin leaves, I, I, hate, I hate to even say that, but if Devin leaves, now you're going to a bunch of unknown variables. You don't know, you know, it depends on where you're going, who's running that team, who's really running. Like if he if he left the Suns and went to the Lakers like a couple years ago to go play with LeBron, Devin Booker's not even going to be close to 20,000 points by the end of his career because LeBron is that dude. So I think that's also a variable that we need to take into consideration is, is he going to finish as a Sun? I feel like without a doubt he will, but you never know. Well, I would say the reason why we haven't brought that up as a variable is because we're all like, yeah, absolutely. We don't even want to, like, please God, don't let it go the, the other idea way. that he's going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> In our minds, Devin Booker will always be a Phoenix Sun. He will retire always. here. He will spend his entire career here and he will break all the records here. And all we have to do in order to make that happen is win him a few titles here. That's it. You know? That's all. If he wins one, I don't care when, if it happens this year or next year. He's the greatest son of all time. I don't, and that's not even debatable. He is the greatest son of all time. I don't care that CP3 is on the team because Devin Booker is the original son on this son's team. And he is the greatest son of all time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Would you guys agree, agree with yeah. that? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, guys. Anything else you want to bring up around um, our conversation with Devin Booker today? No, I just love him. Yeah, I'd say the same. Please, God, don't let any other names appear on the, the COVID <laughs> list the in the coming days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, do, you have, do you have an update on that by chance, Gerald? 
No update yet for today. Um, I don't think they're going to practice tonight um, because they have that long flight and they play early tomorrow morning. So we might not hear from anybody on the Suns until the morning, but we will get the game notes sent over. So hopefully there are no surprises added to the injury report because that Alfred Payton situation last night was weird. And mm. seeing Abdul Nader get added to the list is not uh, not encouraging. Yeah. Fingers crossed there. Everyone can say, stay healthy, stay safe. And everyone out there too, who's listening, we hope that you guys stay safe and healthy and just, you know, do your best, do your part. We don't want anybody getting sick or anything like that. Just don't risk it all for Alfred Payton people. That's all. (laughs) Just don't risk it all for Alfred Payton. That's all I ask. And I like Alfred. He's a good, he's a nice guy. He really is. But yeah. Damn, son, are we really going to be – are we going to have a bunch of te- teammates out because Alfred Payton was like, ah, oh, coach, let me get five minutes tonight. No, no. <laughs> All right, the last thing that I will say is if you would like to read the article that Gerald wrote about Devin Booker and his three-point shooting, um, head to gophnx.com. Uh Please become a member so you can get access to all of Gerald's sweet, sweet content and some behind the scenes things as well. And if you are a fan of multiple teams in the Valley, it's an even better deal for you because you get access to all of it. That's gophnx.com. And also just a quick reminder, if your Christmas wasn't as great as ours and you want to kind of buy yourself a present that you know you actually are going to enjoy Our locker has some amazing merch in it right now. That's phnxlocker.com. Some great merch from all the Valley teams. So spoil yourself and pick up some really cool shirts or a sticker pack right now at phnxlocker.com. I love that. Did your family members really screw you over by giving you some (laughs) shitty gifts? Go to PHNX Locker. We got Did you, you. get bed sheets for Christmas? <laughs> hey, don't poo poo on bed sheets. They're the best. As long as they're not like the $15 ones from Walmart, they're solid. Oh, no. Those aren't bed sheets. That's just hay. Basically, it's rough on your skin. It's not, a, it's not an enjoyable time. No, not at all. Get some good bed sheets. You got to splurge on those things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for joining me. We will um, see each other tomorrow. It's an early one for a New Year's Eve day game. And I believe that one starts at 1030. No, 11. So our pregame show starts at 1030 right here on our YouTube page. If you're listening to this, um, wherever you get your audio podcast, feel free to come over tomorrow at 1030. Hang out with us for a pregame show. Lindsay's then, bringing um, breakfast tacos. <laughs> no, I thought you were bringing the breakfast up. I don't know where all the good spots are in Phoenix. We've already established that. That's all you, Linz. <laughs> oh, I'll consider. I'll consider. That's early, Saul. That's asking a lot that early in the morning from me. I can't even believe Lindsay's about to get up and be on time I, at 1030. I, am I, though? <laughs> am I? <laughs> it's a gamble. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> and then, of course, the Suns play against the Celtics, and we will be back here again for a post-game show after that. So somewhere around 2-ish o'clock or so. So plan for that. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald on Twitter at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. We'll see you guys next time.